So habitual patterns of living are one of the most powerful tools that we have for consistently attracting our best desires. But they can also make a mess of things. Today, how to stop from being negatively triggered while enjoying our best lives in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad you could join us, KB creatives all over the world for an adventure of attracting and manifesting our best lives. If you'd like to send an email, I will get it, read it. You can send it to kineticbelieve at stephencanyon.com. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Yo, yo, yo. What's up with you today, girl? What's up with you, man? Oh, I'm just hanging in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm still soaring. After watching Hilary Hahn rock out on oh. that violin concerto yes. while performing Sibelius. Oh my goodness. Sibelius is a monster of a piece. Whenever I listen to that, I just think, was he just, did he just sit down and think, I'm going to make the most difficult violin piece known to me? Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it feels this, like that sometimes. You know, maybe it started with just thinking that, but <laughs> something else is going on there. What what a performance oh. and the production value. Mm. Oh, I know. The, the close-ups on her fingers oh, and her bowing I'm and then the other player just fantastic. Uh, I'm so inspired. Actually, I'm inspired. Yeah, gonna, I am too. I'm gonna go write a. I'm gonna go write a uh, a classical yeah. classic piece that, that will forever be played in Stevelius. Stevelius. <laughs> there it is. I love I that. Know. I love that. It's crazy. Oh. It was about what is that about? Over. It's over a half hour long, isn't it? That piece. That yes. one piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got what three three movements. I think Something like I that. should know and that. that was, and then I went on and watched another YouTube video of, of Hilary Hahn playing that violin. She's mm. so she's so young. She's from, what, Lexington, Virginia. Yes. Or, or, she's is a, that right? She's American, yeah. And she's there playing for the Pope and thousands she's all over wonderful. Europe. And amazing she's to watch. She's wonderful to watch. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Love her. Well, Hillary I was nervous Hahn. for her. I don't think I don't I think she was nervous. No, I was so. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, standing up there in yeah. front of all those people with the violin, you could do that. I could, I yeah. Could, yeah, and I always accredit it to to starting at such a young age. You know, mm. when you do something from the age of three, it's just a part of you. It's just in your bones. It's in your blood. So you don't you don't really think about it. Because um, mm. I love to sing, but I, you know, I didn't sing in public till much much later in life. And the nerves around singing versus the no nerves around playing, I get you know like a little boost of maybe adrenaline or something when I perform. But it's not nerves. But you know, if you had walked out there one time, I don't know, maybe the age of ten or twelve to perform for a group, and this is the only time you did it and walking up on the stage you step on the hem of your dress and you trip now you got a negative trigger you're going to have to deal with should you ever walk back out on another stage i've tripped on stage before but you went back you got back on that horse yes that's the key then you (laughs) that is the key that is the key today how to stop being (laughs) negatively triggered and I think we're, we're already finished, aren't we? Yeah, so that was a good podcast. <laughs> okay. um, hope everybody has a, let's, a good Let's weekend. do jump into this. I'm yeah. pretty excited about today's topic. You know, one of the most challenging things for a KB creative is to overcome the old habitual way of thinking, mm. that knee-jerk way that we respond to life. Yes. Actually, habitual thought, you know, it is so powerful. It is so freaking powerful that it basically rules the world that we live in. Mm. Governments around the world, they hold 
power because their people habitually accept the authority. The world is so slow to change because people form the habit of accepting it just like it is. Yeah. Well, it's just the habitual way of acceptance. So when people change their habitual way of thinking, though, the world's institutions will be changed as well. And so in other words, you could say that habits rule the world. Yes. Absolutely. And I've always found this topic fascinating. I think the word trigger is a fascinating word because the idea that you can have one and not know it is, again, the word is fascinating, that you can be triggered by something. So again, we're talking about awareness, the power of knowing yourself, the power of awareness around, well, today triggers. That, sure, absolutely. And a lifetime of exposure to influencers will absolutely root a, uh, a habit into the subconscious mm-hmm. mind. Yes. And so we got to get in there and dig that thing out. And then the habitual response system is easily triggered by things that are familiar to the past experience, like we started out, mm-hmm. you know, talking about stepping on the, I don't know, hem of your dress, tripping, but you got right back up on that horse. No problem. You know, I, maybe it's triggers. What are they? Maybe it's the high school reunion that just didn't go like you had hoped it would. And, you know, now maybe, maybe uh, high school, you were kind of bullied a lot. So if you go back to one of the reunions, even though you're going back as an adult, you're not being bullied. Those old emotions, those oh, triggers yeah. come back, and you're seeing the same faces and the same people, and and you're you're kind of worried that you might see that bully. <laughs> well, and in a situation like that, it's sort of this trifecta, right? Because we're triggered by the smell of the old school and the sight of the of our friends and or not friends, and you know, it's so many so many senses coming together to trigger us all at once. It so could that's be a big one. Anything. It could be the smell of fresh cut grass that you associate with going to school early in the morning. That's true. And you. And all of a sudden, the fear of those past memories that are deeply rooted in the subconscious are triggered into an emotional state of being that's negative. You know, the smell of barbecue potato chips makes me want to go to the pool. In the summertime. Yes. There's a trigger. Anytime I smell those, I just want to go jump into a pool. (laughs) Uh, But you see, so triggers can be positive just as well as they can be negative. Yes, that's true. Positive triggers. Going back to the neighborhood, and this I do this occasionally. Mm. I will go back to the neighborhood I grew up in. And even though there are fond memories, I can turn a corner and and just there's an impulse. There's a a Mm. feeling of negativity, and and I have to stop for a minute and go, now, why do I have that? Where's that coming from? Well, and it's interesting, too, that the way that you're describing it, it's really giving us the sense that triggers are not necessarily just associated with um you know who with one exact like one specific instance from a time but they're also associated with the person that you were in that time which is I think also really interesting that's true it could be just your own thought forms that you were whittling away at and creating during those uh summer months Mm -hmm. back when you were seven years old and you don't even know why you were thinking that way but the thoughts are still there they were formed into something what you do know is that there's a negative trigger. Something is going on that's causing that negative feeling. Look, the KB Creative works to overcome all of those old responses by creating greater conceptions of ourselves. And through, it's through daily affirmations that we develop thought forms that agree with the individual that we see within ourselves. It is, look, it's so vital to our success to understand that the law of kinetic belief works, the law of attraction, um, toward the habitual way of thought and not the periodical way of thought. Mm. 
So it's the habitual way of thought that's actually manifesting the lives that we're experiencing and not just the periodical one. That's why we work diligently with our journals. It's to overcome the the periodical way of thinking uh, with a habitual way of thinking. And are you saying that that's why triggers can be so dangerous for us because they can throw you off of that habitual Triggers path. are triggered because of a habitual way of thought that has been ingrained into our subconscious. Mm. Oh, I see. So that's what we're doing. We're rewilding ourselves away from those habitual way of uh, the habitual way of thinking. Yes. But to do that, we have to know what those triggers are mm. and know why they're they're showing up. In other words, it's the habitual way of thought that determines our destiny, that determines the lives that we are experiencing, that will determine the lives that we will experience. Mm. So how do we change our habitual way of thinking? How are we even, how do, where do we begin with this? It sounds like a big topic. I was going to say, big, so how do we change our lives? Yeah, how do you change our how do By we tomorrow. Great question, Maggie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, I cannot overstate how powerful our affirmations are mm-hmm. for changing our triggers or those habitual way of, of thinking, the habitual thoughts. Look, our actions of mental exercises or the things that we put our hands to when when it's repeated enough, repeat, repetition, repeated over and over again and again, those become our habits. Mm-hmm. Mental exercises, when we combine those with an imagination or a physical action, with enough repetition will magnify those thoughts to become constant enough to reprogram the subconscious. Mm. And then those reinforced thought forms, those become the new habitual ways of thought. Mm -hmm. All triggers are replaced by the new ones. I love that. Fighting triggers with triggers. That's powerful. That's it. Replacing thoughts with thoughts, triggers with triggers is another way of saying that. You know, as you're describing that, I'm realizing too that, for example, I have my best days always begin with, um, with a workout first thing in the morning, even if it's a light one. And it is interesting that looking back on that, I I feel like that triggers, in a sense, an aggressively positive day. I I always have a positive day, but but it's more of, there's more oomph behind it. There's more power behind it when I start that way. So, oh, I just love that, replacing triggers with triggers. Great, great. Look, everybody experiences emotional triggering. So, you know, this doesn't just belong specifically to any one person. Everybody experiences it, which is at its core just a basic survival response that we were created with. You see, our cognitive reasonings create powerful associations between things that have previously caused emotional or physical distress and whatever was happening or even where we were at that time when we experienced some pain, those become triggers in our lives. Do you, do you remember Fabio? Do you remember him? Of course. Who could forget Fabio? Who could forget right? Fabio? <laughs> the guy whose face was on a lot of those romance novels. Oh, guess, yeah. But he, he did so many commercials. He did so many. His hair was always blowing in the wind. That's the so, guy? Yeah. Well, about 20 years ago, he was riding a roller coaster at Bush Gardens. What? When he, wait a minute. When he killed a flying goose with his face. He Now, now it's not funny, Maggie. He had to get a few stitches on his nose. But now, well, once you've been hit by a, a bird on a roller coaster, even though you know that the odds of it happening again are astronomically low, the sound of a honking goose may send you running for cover for the rest of your life. But being aware of what our negative emotional triggers is, that's how we begin to get rid of those negative energetics once and for all. 
I feel like the, the, the real outcome of that is going to be that, you know, actually all geese are now triggered when they see, <laughs> you know, Fabio. long blonde hair. <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> well, and of course, you know, the way that you tell the story, you're like, his face killed that, that goose. <laughs> <laughs> so who's got the trigger now? But no, oh, here's... That's perfect. That's a great, that's a very memorable example, Steve. Okay, Good but job. here's here's what we do. Yes. Whenever we begin to feel negative emotions, begin to surface on the inside of us, this is a perfect opportunity for us to notice what it is that we're experiencing Mm. and when we are experiencing them. For example, did did you begin feeling bad at a particular time over the weekend? I mean, do you not, you don't have to answer that. Mm -hmm. Just anybody in general, if you ever feel bad at a particular time, do you feel maybe sad just before midnight or... Maybe there's a ping, there's a little tinge, Mm -hmm. something going on on New Year's Eve. And you don't ever really think about why it's there, but a little negative feeling begins to overcome you on New Year's Eve. Maybe it's while going to bed at night. Did you feel maybe anxious while making lunch yesterday? When you were brushing your teeth, putting shoes on a horse, whatever it is. what, What were you doing? When was it that you felt a sense of gloom or or anxiety or Mm -hmm. negativity begin to overcome you what were you doing when that sensation started to overtake you because look once we remember the time our mood went bad notice from your past what felt most upsetting Mm -hmm. maybe a breakup from a previous boyfriend or girlfriend on new year's eve had happened Mm -hmm. at some point in your life Maybe it was a bad report on the news, a kick in the shin from a horse. Maybe there was something in the past that's caused this triggering to to show up in your life. Now think about it as you meditate for that precise trigger. Think about it. And and this, it's a delicate process. And this really does require some honesty and some soul searching. But by tracing bad feelings back to the first negative source influence, it will eventually lead you to recognize the trigger yeah. and to see that's why this is showing up in your life. Now, this is an exercise in rewilding that right. we're talking about here, which is so important. It's vital to realigning our energetics to be able to attract our best lives. Wow. I love this idea of, you know, you're really taking us back to, I don't want to say the basics, but probably a better word is the root. Um, you know, digging out a root cause of, of triggering and, and this, this thing that sort of can keep hounding us in life. That, that feels very powerful. Sure. If we're going to dig out a root, we have to locate it, don't we? Uh, yes. We've yes. got to go and find it yeah. to be able to treat it. And this is the process which is really, it's a necessary one. Because we won't actually be able to identify a trigger until we squeeze it. Mm. And this is a great practice for identifying new thought forms for our manifesting journal. Here's what happens. By simply paying attention to what causes those triggers. Not that I want you to meditate on those triggers. Don't do that. But I do want you to be aware of that when they do show up so that we'll know what to do with them. Yeah. Because we'll start recognizing the cause of those triggers. And the next thing we know, maybe while we're eating our second pint of ice cream while staring out the window, (laughs) we'll be able to say, now, wait a minute, here I go again. (laughs) I feel personally attacked. Well, I didn't mean to point you. You don't do that. 
but no, the, I just do one pint. But it's it's noticing why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Yes. Because then we're going to have a clear choice. We can just sit there, squeezing the trigger as fast as we can, yeah. over and over and over, or we can drop our weapon. And compassion, unconditional love can then end the carnage of hurt. And this is, um, this is a high, high level, isn't it, of self-awareness that you're talking about? High level, but this is where healing yeah. uh, not only begins, but becomes us. Mm-hmm. Health becomes us. Vitality becomes us. Look, some of the world's great peacemakers, like Susan B. Anthony, Leah Tolstoy, James Bevel, all these guys, they, they've shown us how to disarm violence. Even in the face of hatred or despair, they didn't allow themselves to be negatively triggered. And, and they had opportunity, let me tell you. But instead, what they did is they applied what the, the poet Maya Angelou called a harmony of spirit, mm. a comfort of courtesies. Wow to the situation. I really love that you use the word peacemaker because that that is the sense that you're giving us through this teaching today. This idea that you're cultivating peace uh, within yourself and even within your relationship with yourself. Well, that's that's true and when we look at these people who've done this successfully and changed the world with their their aptitude for attitude. Mm. How were they able to love their enemies? By first loving themselves. Wow by going back to the beginning of themselves, by rewilding back to their own genius of purpose. Offering kindness to ourselves is the first step to disarming, which stops our negative emotions from firing when triggered unwillingly. So the next time you know your anxiety, depression, or anger is triggered, just stop and think to offer yourself affirmations of love and acceptance and mm-hmm. celebration. Um, and so you're talking about replacing trig- a trigger with another positive trigger. Um, you gave the example of, let's say, that Sunday night was, I think that's probably a trigger for a lot of people because the work week does begin on Monday. How would you specifically do something, address something like that? Well, again, it's noticing, first of all, the reason for the trigger. Stop and, and ask yourself, mm-hmm. why is it that Sunday night has this effect on me? Yeah. And then you're going to go back to the beginning and not to meditate on the cause of it, but to recognize it. Mm-hmm. And then to cast that down and replace it with love and self-acceptance and uh, celebration and edification and to, to call that thing out for what it is and say, that's not me. That's not who I am. And I'm not going to be defined by that. So it sounds like not only are, are we replacing a negative trigger with a positive one, but you're also reshaping, reframing the idea of, of that, uh, I don't know what to call it, the, that time, that place. It's more than, that, than a trigger. That would, you, you're reframing a situation. You go into your journal creating a highest viewpoint for a new thought form to write a new story, mm. a, a new story about yourself. And you're journaling that with affirmations that celebrate and edify and encourage mm. you. Look, this is so simple. It sounds almost too good to be true, but some <laughs> things are so good that they have to be true. Mm, yes. But if we do this continuously, here's the thing. It it requires repetition. That's the reason for our manifesting journal. Repetitively, we do this continuously. It is extraordinarily effective for setting the stage to manifesting our greatest purpose into our lives. The thoughts that we continually repeat become our convictions, and our convictions attract our circumstances. So what we must do is to repeat the new thought of ourselves until it's Well, that's the only way in which we can think of ourselves. Look around at the life that you're now living. What do you see? 
in every direction. What do you see in the life that you're now experiencing? Because it's the habitual thought. It's not the environment. It's not the circumstance. It's the habitual thought that makes us what we are. Yes. It's not the stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not the people. It's your habitual thinking that's yeah. making you what you are. Look, if, if we haven't had much practice being kind to ourselves, look, stop and <laughs> you can always ask other people for help. Ask your mom, ask your sister, ask your best friend, ask the parole officer for help, somebody. Just <laughs> tell them, if I call you when I feel emotionally triggered, would you please remind me that all is well? Mm, I love that. Because here's the deal. First of all, I don't know of many people who wouldn't take you up on that request. Just about everybody knows that the more we help each other to disarm, mm. the less we risk being shot at. <laughs> yes. Wow. So it's by journaling. Look, it's by working in our journals, that working on affirmations, practicing gratitude, and listening to mindful podcasts that we can disarm ourselves entirely and become filled to the overflow with happiness and joy always. Mm. Wow powerful. In, in just a short period of time, if we get started with this right now, I mean, you don't just agree, be a mental agreeer and going, yeah, I'm going to do this one day. No, if you get started on this right away, right now, today, accessing the fullness of your kinetic belief authority to manifest your best life will come faster. It will come more efficiently through present tense awareness of your state of mind and it'll simply become your habitual way of reacting, a trigger, reaction to every negative feeling in every trying situation that shows up in your life. In other words, when we grow and develop to notice what triggers us by offering ourselves encouragement, edification, celebration, and championing, when those triggers show up, our self-induced kindness will ultimately cause triggering situations to become as positive as they once were negative. Mm. One day, a, a co-worker's nagging will trigger a calming conversation rather than some bombastic argument. Mm. Imagine that. Losing your wallet will trigger gratitude for the blessing your lost cash could be for somebody else. Perhaps someone who was struggling to feed their family rather than anguish and anger. Mm -hmm. yeah. Losing a parking space will trigger humor and not rage. <laughs> Look, situations that once spiraled into these emotional traumas will trigger the process of unbecoming all of those negative energetics that have led you away from the person you came into the natural to become. Mm -hmm. Embracing our genius of purpose liberates us from negative conditioning. And this is the process of enlightenment. This is the way of life for a KB creative enjoying their best life. And it's so fascinating. The way that, that you've presented this to us today, it, it really revealed triggering as just another face of negative energy. And as you've taught us so many times, negative energy, what it's, it's MO is that it presents itself to us to see what we will say about it. Are we going to engage? Are we going to receive it as part of our life, as part of our existence? And so triggering is just yet another face, if you will, of negative energy trying to get us to hook into it. But it's a very powerful one because it's familiar, it's based on familiarity. Um, so again, just this awareness and, and this revealing process that's taken place today, um, the lesson is so powerful, but then just the awareness that structure that's happened today is, is even more powerful, I think. You're so amazing, Maggie. 
Well, you, thanks, you're Steve. You're just so amazing. I love that you're giving negative energetics an identity. That is one of the best is, ways yeah. to deal with it. Give it an identity. It's not your feeling. Look at it as an entity yeah. with a personality, with an identity. Yes. As purposeful KB creatives, we realize that in order to experience dynamic, powerful, thrilling, beautiful change in our lives, that we must be in a continual and perpetual process of moving forward. We can never go back to the way things used to be. Advancement is the way the universe was designed to develop us in abundance. And unless we press forward into the future that our Creator has prepared for us, growth is going to be virtually impossible. Most people desire change. You know, this isn't a strange topic to maybe new listeners. Yeah, I want to change. But during the process of change, most people go back to their past relationships. They go back to their old habits. They go back to ways of thinking that they positively developed away from. They're like a horse that never forgets. I used to have a horse when I was a boy, and if I ever fell off of it, which I did, that horse would run for miles all the way back to the barn. It always remembered where it came from. So when change is not showing up in someone's life, most people don't realize that it's their past habitual influences. It's those triggers that are being used to keep them in a place where change just isn't possible. Focusing on the past keeps us there. In other words, one could say that it's the objective of as you were pointing out, the identity of negative source energetics to bring us back to an old familiar way of doing things. Well, how is this accomplished? It's those negative energetics which are enslaved to thought forms. And it's those thought forms that are eager to remind us of our past negative emotions, negative experiences, our past perceived failures, the things that were done to us that were wrong, the things that we did that were wrong. Hey, the negative boogeyman is always excited to receive an invitation from us. Are you kidding me? We're like, hey, come on over this weekend. I got plenty to eat. We can just sit around (laughs) remembering all the bad stuff together. And if we can't think of anything right away, I'll get out my diary that I kept when I was 16 years old. I'm telling you, that'll make us cry. And hey, you know what? I can't wait to tell you why I got fired from my last job. That really makes me mad. And that negative boogeyman is is able to successfully hinder change from taking place in our lives. It hasn't given an identity. Look at it like that. It, It is so vital to understand that when anyone desires positive change, there will always be a pull. There will be a temptation to go back to the past. Reasonings are for casting down the negative, not for caving in and quitting the positive. In other words, the past is for our learning and nothing more. We were created and placed on a path to perfected completion. It's a destiny of adventure to be able to become the greatest version of ourselves. An original design that was without flaw and it was perfectly planned for us in order to reach that destiny. We have to always be grateful and keep moving forward. Wow, this has been one of my favorite podcasts, I have to say. I, mean, I just, the level of self realization happening just as we're doing it is incredibly powerful. And I can just sense all the KBs uh, having this very similar experiences. Just awesome. Love oh, just, it. you know, our affirmations are so vital to our success, yes. aren't they? They're redefining mm. us. I like to do mine in front of the mirror. <laughs> In front like of it. me. <laughs> Forget like, hey, the mirror. You. I'm doing it in front of I'm looking at myself. I, I'm yeah. making eye contact with me. Yes. And it gets in there, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it what does. are, you know, let's take a moment before we do our affirmations. What are they? Right. You know, what, why do we even do these? Mm-hmm. We know that through quantum physics research that belief, look, it has power. 
creative power. There's a substance to belief. Belief isn't some notion. It's not just an idea. Belief is a very real quantum thing. The act of observation changes things. When we were created with the ability to subjectively believe, in other words, create a reality through our own chosen beliefs, speak and see what happens. Things change. Words are things. And research has revealed that repeating self-directed thought forms multiple times in a day, what happens is we begin developing a sense of kinetic belief in the words that we're speaking. When we speak, we listen. When we listen, we believe. And when we repeat the phrases enough, what, what begins to happen is there is a, a new neural pathway which is created for the newly stated belief for ourselves. And this is how the elite athlete eventually does the thing that an average person cannot do. This is how the millionaire becomes wealthy. This is how the KB creative lives their best lives. A powerful way to quickly attract circumstances to change and to get rid of those triggers is to repeat our affirmations in front of a mirror while looking into our eyes. I can't say that. Our eyes reflect the determination of our souls. And that's why at first you may kind of glancing around a little bit. I don't believe you. I just don't believe what you're saying. Hey, you, I'm, I'm talking to you. I don't believe you, but you do it enough. And, and then I you're going to find that spirit of agreement, that wow. power of agreement. And you're going to, with authority yes. and determination, be able to bark those affirmations mm. to yourself and yourself to yourself. Yes. And it becomes you that way. This, makes, this, is, this is how we reprogram our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And it's with new kinetic beliefs that we advance our self-esteem and change our triggers, change our expectations for what we will manifest into our lives. I've never thought about it in the way, one of the ways you just said it, we're making new neural pathways in our mind. And that that's very exciting. That's that's legit. Finding that root, <laughs> digging it out, casting it down, yeah. and starting with a new one. Okay. Let's work on some affirmations together. Let's Are you ready? It. So yes. just say this out loud. Say, I love myself for who I am. I love myself for who I am. I unconditionally love others. I unconditionally love others. And receive love when it's given. I receive love when it's given. And I don't worry about it. And I don't worry about it. When I don't get it. When I don't get it. I am unique in my talents. I am unique in my talents. And abilities, my abilities, don't require validation from others. My abilities don't require validation from others. I'm self-reliant. I'm self-reliant. I am creative. I'm creative. I am persistent in everything I do. I am persistent in everything I do. Why, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. For all the wonderful things in my life. For all the wonderful wonderful things (laughs) in my life. Both past, present, and future. Past, present, and future. I am full of loving. I'm full of loving. And healthy and positive. And healthy and positive. And prosperous thoughts. And prosperous thoughts. Which are attracting my life experiences. Which are attracting my life experience. I am wonderfully made. I'm wonderfully made. A one of a kind. A one of a kind. With a genius of purpose. With a genius of purpose. And my dreams and aspirations. My dreams and aspirations. Are unique to myself. They're unique to myself. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I don't need to prove myself to anyone. The proof of myself. The proof of myself. Is within me now. Is within me now. That's how we stop being negatively triggered, everybody. If you want to grab a copy of the journal that Stephen and I were talking about today, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. You can do the digital version or a hard copy ships worldwide. Sending out so much love to all the KB creatives all over the world. Love you guys. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.